What's up, everyone? What's going on? And welcome back to Cork Stats here on the Mayo Media Network with your host, John Legaze, and that's Big Johnny Stud coming to you worldwide from Brooklyn, New York, as always. Yeah, we got a deal, everybody. Super excited. Coming out the chair, as always. Yes, yes, y'all. And you don't stop. We finally got the deal done. I was saying it from the very beginning. 162 and on time. We were riding the Tiger. We got there. Not quite how I thought we would, but wow. What a ride. What a rush, baby. But we got it. Here it goes. Make sure that you hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe. We got a ton of work to do. But you know, the fine ladies and gentlemen here at the Mayo Media Network, God, you are back. Make sure you check out the baseball playlist. It is robust and waiting for you. Sleeper videos, breakouts, Arsenal dissections, Cy Young repeat videos, and these positional value exercises. I don't try not to call them ranking videos. Rankings are kind of boring. If you want rankings, you could just check ADP. Here we're looking for value. We're going to look back at last year, but we're also going to take the bat X projections for next year. And I plotted them on a chart against ADP. That will help us find, right, those value spots in the draft board. A little bit more important to find out the who and the when than just kind of the what when it comes to ranking. So that's what we'll be doing today. we got a lot of ground to cover. Make sure you get up into that playlist. I'm telling you, we have been working around the clock for this moment to make sure that you are ready. And then once the games start, the betting begins, and <clears throat> the cash register starts ringing everybody without any further ado. Let's dive right into last year. Got to be careful with outfielders in general. Again, we're rankings and getting you in trouble because outfielders provide so much diversity as far as what they can give you. So a lot of these players are dependent on what you've done earlier, right? So rather than me telling you what's better or worse, I like to just look for what's different. I think that's what's the most important thing. Right off the top here, we're looking at Tyler O'Neill, Byron Buxton, George Springer, Castellanos, Arozarena, Eloy, Ketel Marte, J.D. Martinez, Brian Reynolds, Giancarlo Stanton, Cody Bellinger, and Christian Yelich. A lot of familiar names. few of them have been flipped. Tyler O'Neill for one at the top of that list. If you want to know what I think about him, we did an entire video about him and pitted him up against Randy Rosarino. Long story short, I give me all the O'Neill. The batted ball quality is elite. We're talking as good as anybody in the league, and you get some steals. A Rosarino, we can't say the same for. I covered all in the video. Make sure you check it out with all the charts. Next up, Byron Buxton. No one is really doubting. The skills of the production, but we do worry about the games played. He did return $33 in only 60 games, 19 home runs, and 9 steals, bat 306. That'll do it. Same thing for George Springer. He returned $19 in only 78 games, 22 ding-dongs, 4 steals, but 59 runs and 50 ribbies. That's jumping off the page. We know that Toronto lineup is awesome. Castellanos does not have a home yet. That's keeping people away from him. Don't forget, he has 300 potential, 100, 100, plus 35 bombs in that bat. Then for me, it starts to fall off a little bit. Where Rosarena, I'm worried about the bat skills. Eloy, I think you're not getting any kind of speed at all. So Roto, he becomes difficult in points leagues. Push Eloy to the front of the list. A full season of Eloy is just ridiculous. His power metrics are off the chain. All those things that you're looking for. He has one of the best Exit velocities on fly ball line drives that numbers up near 90 on average. He is excellent. Ketel Marte, I kind of worry about the playing time. 
J.D. Martinez, you worry about the speed. Stanton, I think, is going to be healthy. I mean, I hope it doesn't sound like too much of a homerism and a Yankee thing. I am buying the yoga narrative. I'm seeing it with my own two eyes. These guys have started to change and look a little different. They're getting more limber, and they're showing us full seasons. That is also Aaron Judge, who we covered in the last one. So if you were worried about Stanton and playing time, I'm not really worried about that, and I'm not was never worried, frankly, about the skills. So I think Stanton is also really jumping off the page here if the Warriors played appearance is somebody that I really like. If I'm kind of going with the power only, I think, you know, Stanton has shown us he has 55 home run power regardless of the ball. I mean, he's always going to be one of the favorites to lead the league in home runs. The Yankees are coming off of a weird wonky season as far as counting stats. I think they're going to bounce back. There's no reason to think that they won't. So, yeah, I think Stanton is undervalued. That's before we get into the charting. And then at the end, a couple of big names that have fallen back, Bellinger and Yelich. I think I would put it just this here really quick. I'm worried more about Bellinger than Yelly. I mean, Belly and Yelly is a very popular conversation, but I'm worried about a few things with Bellinger. He stunk last year, and he's got to fix a few things. He was a negative return player, about 165, 542 OPS. I mean, the numbers are just terrible. He showed us a little bit in the playoffs, but the Babbitt was through the roof. Now, a guy like Christian Yelich, yes, he didn't return what we thought he would, only hitting nine home runs in, you know, limited Played appearances, 475 last year. However, a lot of things that were great in that profile, 15% walk. He, like, led the league in chase rate. That number was down to 23%. And the power metrics are very good, right? So here's here, hard hit rate can get you in trouble. He was one of the league leaders in hard hit rate on StatCast, which measures raw exit velocity set at 95 miles an hour, that bar, against hard hit rate on Fangrass, where he's middle of the pack, because they account for elevation, so Christian Yelich really just had a problem with lift. That's why his battle rate was at, you know, was so low, was below eight, and why the blast rate was only at three, even though the max EV was at 115, as good as it gets. So Yelich is just one adjustment away. And there's a reason why I got to that before we get into the projections and the charting. Christian Yelich and your expectations of his health. And that adjustment is really going to make a big difference. Let's dive into the projections and see what Derek Cardi thinks with his bat X projections. I've got them all up on there. A little bit of custom graphics from yours truly. Again, always trying to sharpen the game, no matter what it is, right? I don't believe that we stay the same on any given day. I do believe that we get better or worse. Um, I try and stick with the former. So here, let's just take a second to look at some of these projections. And really, we're just looking for the things that kind of pop off. You know, a lot of things are going to be similar. Look at the home runs. No one is above 32. No one is below 22. And then when you think of range of outcomes, they're all pretty similar. Looking at ribbies, they're a little bit low. Although, I think when you get out the magnifying glass, a guy like Eloy, who I mentioned, is, you know, huge for point leagues because of the OPS, because of the bad ball skills, should be hitting near the top of the lineup and one of the better or best lineups in the league. I'm not sure why his runs and ribbies would be capped at one. 68 total, 81 and 87 runs and ribbies, respectively, If especially if he's going to bat 280 in nearly 600 plate appearances. So, again, we have to be willing to buck these things a little bit. Uh, Derek being much smarter than I am and the bat X being tested, being efficient, that's why we look at them. Again, there's nothing wrong with 
disagreeing as long as we validate it, but we do want to keep it in mind in particular because there is a section of the market that drafts according to these boards. So you want to keep your eye on the board and in particular, those dollar returns. So let's look at the dollar returns. There's a pretty wide range when you consider they're up as high as 24 bucks with Castellano. I know we have some audio only listeners, so I want to do my best to try and walk you through it. But it goes as low as Bellinger at 1180. Bellinger projected for 242, 81 and 79 runs and ribbies, 26 and 9 homers and steals. Man, to me, that's almost a best case scenario. I would not touch Bellinger this year. We mentioned Yellish, and we'll work our way back up to the top. I think the guys at the end are really interesting. Yelich at 17 bucks, really not bad. Very comparable to guys like Ketel Marte at 17.10, Elon Jimenez at 17.70. You can't be worried about cents in the dollar calculator, people. So that those are pretty much equal. And Yelich going to last in a bunch. Again, we'll get into the chart in a little bit. The problem with my, the Yelich projection for me is even though the power is coming back, according to Derek, 22 home runs and 584 plate appearances, he hasn't down for 15 steals I'm not sure we're going to get there. I'm just not sure we're going to get there. The DH could help. We've seen it help players like A.J. Pollock, somebody that you'll hear come up in later outfield episodes. The DH has helped keep certain players on the field. 15 steals just feels very lofty. If Yelich is playing, and he's hitting home runs, and he's being productive, why take the risk? That's the part that I just don't see happening. And if you're not... Buying that, then again, you'd have to adjust that dollar projection down. So my advice to everybody is to get some kind of tool going. I generally do, or if you want to kind of cheat, you can look for similar projections. But it can be difficult, and there isn't a formula where, you know, a stolen base is worth X amount of dollars because the plate appearances matter. So you're constantly fine-tuning dials when we're looking at projections. Just something that's also really important to understand. Let's look at average. With all the other cases being very similar... Looking at average, I think, is a real separator. O'Neill at 250, again, sorry, DC, I'm not buying it. He was excellent last year. The back control is excellent. And he has the foot speed to make up for some of those weekly hit balls, right? A guy like O'Neill is going to push the defense back. And if he gets on top of it and chops it, those are base hits for him every time. I don't think that's going to change. I think 12 steals is probably about the floor. O'Neill has stolen bases before and is going to play every single day. Also, the 545 plate appearances feel a little bit low. So I think Tartal O'Neill in general is a little bit low, but the average in particular, the only other player with the sub average average is Stanton at 252, Bellinger at 242. The Bellinger one might be high to me. The Stanton one I am buying, but I do think Stanton can get you to 265 or 260. But if we want to play the median range game, then 250 sounds fine to me. Brian Reynolds could tell Marte, you know, Eloy, Nick Castellanos, Byron Bucks, and all at 275 or above. That's where I want to be at this range, especially, especially, especially in Roto. So I try and cover a little bit of points here and there as well. You, I don't say I throw average out the window, but it must be combined with OBP because when we're talking about OPS, that's really what point leagues are measuring. Average is really not as determinant. In Roto, it matters, especially because of the plate appearances I mentioned before. The hitters you draft at the top of the board are going to get the most plate appearances. That has the most impact on batting average. That is the hardest category to make up in season. Generally, high batting average guys are the best hitters. You know, sometimes we have like a Luis Arias kind of slip through the cracks, a guy that can hit for average and doesn't do much else. You know, but generally that's not the rule. That's the exception. You want high batting averages up front. That's my style. It's worked for me. 
And I hope it's going to work for me in the high stakes arena in NFBC. But, you know, that story is yet to be told. But there are your projections from the Bat X. Always good, I think, not just to look at one on their own. Look at them in a grouping and see how they differ. Now, speaking of that, that will bring us into the charting. This is one of my favorite tools. I've gotten a lot of positive feedback. Make sure that you check out my Twitter handle, MLB Moving Averages. That's at MLB Moving, A-V-G on the Bluebird Twitter machine. You know, you can get at me any time of day, any day of the week. I've been posting these charts. You can get a really good look at it or download it or whatever as well. For you audio-only listeners, you definitely want to get over and do this. This is really a handy tool. Getting a visualization on the entire field all at once with this level of information is just what it's all about. That's how you stay sharp. So on the left-hand side, we have our dollar return, of course, high, low to high. And then across the bottom, you see the players that we mentioned in order of ADP. And up on the chart, I have now just a general trend line. It's not supposed to be telling, but it's just to give you an idea of value. Just to give you an idea, if somebody is slightly above or below the line, similar to the dollar returns I mentioned before, we're not to overreact on that. That is not how you apply this stuff. But you do want to look at big outliers in either direction to give you an idea of things that we then might feel are over or undervalued by the market's determination. So right off the bat, Tyler O'Neill is way below the line at only $16. A lot of that has to do with the batting average. So if you turned up the batting average and the PAs, there go the counting stats with the PAs, and the batting average takes it all the way. So where I have Tyler O'Neill is much, much higher than that. And again, if you if you want to see why, I think I did a good job validating it. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to happen, but I'm keeping my head held high going up against Derek Hardy on this one. Make sure to check out the Rosa Reina v. Tyler O'Neill video. So I have O'Neill above the chart, but if you're looking at the chart and you're subscribing to the Bat X a little more absolutely than I am, then you got to pass on Tyler O'Neill. Byron Buxton is returning value at the low plate appearances. That is something that you must keep in mind. I know people assume automatically it's a given. He's not going to play. That's not how the world works. That's just not how the world works. Yes, the favorite if we were betting, is probably that he does not play 145 games or more. However, he easily could. Lots of players have gone from being injury-prone. You can't touch him to guys that have given us a couple seasons in a row. Zach Wheeler comes to mind on the pitching side. George Springer right on the line, again, with the low PA, so you got to consider him. Nick Castellanos, a big value. If you want to see just how his name came up in the outfielder one episode, he was the only outfielder in the top 12 by dollar return, that was not in the top 12 by ADP. So that's a certain value. Maybe it's the lack of a team right now. He could end up somewhere crazy. You know, he could end up in the Bronx. Who knows? He could end up in Colorado if they throw some money at him. Who knows? Imagine what Nick Castellanos' projection looks like in Colorado. Just keep an eye on that. Even in a place like Chicago, those daytime games, he's going to have three homer games out there. For sure, Randy Rosarena, Derek is with me, far, f- firmly below the line, I should say. Eloy right on the line, Marte right on the line, Martinez slightly above, Reynolds on the line along with Christian Yelich. But now remember, keep in mind that stolen base projection. If you don't think that Yelich is going to get you to 15 steals, that dot at 1720 right above that line will be dipping far below, maybe down to where Bellinger is at 1180 or Below, I didn't mention Stanton at 15. He's the other guy that I'm kind of bucking 
Derek on, like I said, I do think we're going to get more average and I do think we're going to get more counting stats. So I'm not really going by this chart, although I would agree with Castellanos. And I definitely think they highlight very important points about Buxton and Springer, players that were uncertain about the playing time, just realizing how impactful they can be on a per plate appearance basis. So I think that'll do it for outfield two. Again, it's not just a strict rankings. I try not to make it where I'm telling you who to draft, but I am telling you who I am drafting and why. And I think that's just about the best that I can do is, you know, pull the curtain and open the the spreadsheet and show you what I'm up to and why. So that's pretty much it for me. I am drafting outfielders in this range. I do feel it's important to have two very good outfielders. I've done quite a bit of work. I just got hired at the Athletic. Yay me. Um, you can check that out if you like, where I did an entire team after pick 200. So I, there are a bunch of outfielders that I do love after 200, especially in five outfielder leagues. However, for me, I've described it as an hourglass. At least my demand is in an hourglass form. It's very high at the top and very high at the bottom. Very kind of weak in the middle where there are a lot of flaws or I'm looking for other things. There are hitters here that do it all. You know, Castellanos, not only is it 30 bombs, 100 and 100, but the 300 average. Tyler O'Neill can hit 40 home runs, steal 12 to 15 bases, and I think he's going to hit 275 or better. I'm not buying the 250. So, you know, we have to keep in mind our own projections against the board, right? Because whether or not you believe in the board, do remember that there is a section of the drafting public that does subscribe to it. Some people absolutely draft off the totals list. So, just keep all that stuff in mind. We're really excited about baseball. Make sure you subscribe, like in the video, subscribe to the Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets podcast. If you want more of me, there's the Cork Stats audio podcast where I do more strategy stuff and the Cork Stats YouTube channel where I have a few more of these. Sometimes if ideas kind of pop up during the week, I'll post a few there. So thanks everybody for picking up what we're putting down here at the Mayo Media Network. Really appreciate you for, you know, sticking this through. And now the sun is shining and we are about to follow that rainbow to the pot of gold. So appreciate you. See you soon. And remember when you work this hard, it feels a lot less like luck, everybody. Yo, peace. 